Hello people, this is Aram. Uh, before we start this episode, I want to remind you that we've got maps on godsfall.com and these maps I think will really help you kind of walk through what we start to do as we begin to explore the inner continent of Brennus this week. So if you go to godsfall.com and if you go to the episode or if you go to the maps tab, either one, you'll find a nice big picture of Brennus. Two of them actually, a player's map and a DM's map. So you can see the difference between what I look at and what I'm showing my players as they they explore. In addition to those maps, we've put up some amazing fan art we got over Twitter this week. Francisco Manzo drew the whole cast and his interpretations of them are A, dead on and B, unbelievably amazing. So please go to godsfall.com and check all of that out. I think it'll be hugely informative. Back to the podcast. Hello. My name is Aram Varty and I am the Dungeon Master for God's Fall, a custom 5th edition Dungeon & Dragons campaign in Washington, D.C. Last week we had all of our players gather around one table for the first time, and this week we will join them as their ship, the Montgomery, captained by the one and only Uncle Dobos, finds its way to the Bluffs, a mining city off the northern coast of Brennus. But before we get to that, let's take a look back at our very first all-play session. So you are on the deck, you are leaning out, and you are looking towards the city because you are very eager to be there. About a hundred feet off the shore, in the middle of the air, you see a flash of light that draws your eye. And as you are watching, you see out of thin air, a dwarf, a halfling, and a young human appear, who all tumble into the ocean about 200 yards off the front of your ship. This is Doro. That is just a holder. This is supposed to be a guard. Yeah, Doro's got pretty big tits. I know, right? Thanks. This is a thug. This is Baron LaFleur, and this is some dude that is named Cyril, but you don't know that yet because I slept with his name. But this is a guy named Cyril. Now, they attacked Doug and the guy he broke out. This was the thing in the box. Around. Correct. Right. Exactly. He stole it. He also found this kid locked up in a room there. So he freed the kids, stole the thing, and ran out with both of them and is being chased by Baron LaFleur and his men. Uh, my next objective is to send a message back to my guild that Baron LaFleur's men are looking for me with the dogs and will follow me to that hideout. I'm blasting the ship with my urine. <laughs> blasting it. Now let's see which one the dogs follow. All right, I want to talk to that halfling who tried to rifle my purse. That's racism! <laughs> that is racism! I don't even know what's going on. All I know is that Baron LaFleur is after something I've stolen, and that means I need to fence it immediately. How do you know Dobos? I don't. He seems to have a pretty strong interest in you staying on this boat. Do you know why? I think he might have had sex with my <laughs> you there, worker on the falling star. Where is my aunt? Uh, Hopefully, oh, leans over the railing. You've got to be kidding me, uh, Auntie. You've got to be listen, kidding me, Auntie. Auntie, one hundred and seventeen gold, thirty-two silver, fourteen copper. Auntie, this is not. We don't have time for this. In the middle of all this, there is a young kid, probably fifty years old, shattered arm who has still been kind of quietly weeping to himself. He's wet, he's cold, he's in a lot of pain. He's like, 50, he's like 15, 16, yeah. So yeah, so he's my age. Yeah, he's just a little bit scared because his arm has been shattered and his brother's oh, been right. killed. We're all teenagers. You know? 
I'm not. Well, I'm, 50, I'm 60. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. They're the equivalent. But, yeah, like, but in the age of an elven that looks I'm, I'm 90. But in elven. Uh, like 18. Yeah, yeah so we're Same all like thing. teenagers. Yeah, probably. You're all in a van. Where's our dog? Let's start solving crimes. Are you okay? My brother is dead. My arm is shattered. And I've been taken from everything I know. I'm not okay. Alright, well, kids, you're gonna need some kind of plan. I can't drag you around forever. You're gonna have to figure out what to do next. In the Thieves' Guild, when you save someone's life, I owe you a life debt. In order for me to repay you, you kinda maybe gotta come with us? Only if to pay off the life debt. I don't know about the whole life debt, but... I mean, will that be ale? Uh, I can guarantee you ale. Eh, it's old. Franny, you stop dead as you stare in awe at this silver comet that has appeared high above the Montgomery, its emerald tail dancing across the waves. Zion, you recall from your studies in the last minutes of the hour-long God War, Ogon brought down a comet, one that looked remarkably like this one. His goal was to wipe out all of the gods, all of the people, every living thing, return the world to a molten core. He'll live forever, the earth will cool, and he could reign over everything. There's an old man standing directly on deck, probably six and a half feet tall, huge long white beard, big huge staff, and he's just staring right at you. Do you see him? I look over to where he's saying, the hell are you talking about? Who are you? Do you know who I am? I am am the Avatar of Travel. I have been with you this whole time. time. We shall see see each other again and again and again. I reach up and and take his hand. Boom. Doro falls unconscious. Everyone else is gathered gathered all around around you on the deck. The dwarf is covered in a living cloak of animals. Weasels, foxes, ferrets, birds, snakes, lizards just all over him. A cloak, a crown, a staff. Everything is living animals. Zion stands encased in a shimmering field of armor. It's got that same kind of purplish-pink quality that this world has, except it's formed around him like a perfectly forged set of translucent plate mail. The High Elf Phryne is stark naked, floating off the deck with her arms spread wide and a swirling tornado of color surrounding her with flashes of lightning going off all around. Like she's a tempest. Pull my daggers. Initiative. 18. Doro has his knives out. And he is within striking distance in a second. If you were to pull a weapon, he'll cut you. I don't want to hurt you people. I just want my gem back. The Bluffs is a mining town that has been carved out of the sheer cliff wall that makes up this northern coast of Brennis. Silver was found there well before the God's War, and they had just been digging and digging and digging directly into the cliff face, just right where the boats could first land. Because there's never really been safe travel through the Ironwood until recently. That wide river, the flow, that used to be a road that split open during the God's War and flooded. So the Wild Elves allowed a second road to be built, cutting through the Ironwood from the north and south, ending in the city of River Run that works as a trade nexus for the entire northern peninsula. 
The second thing that immediately comes into view is the Blackwater, a massive solid ironwood galleon with four masts and solid blue sails with silver etching that clearly mark it out as a warship of the Kadarian Empire. As the Montgomery glides past, you notice two people, a man and a woman, on the deck of the Blackwater, looking in your direction. Suddenly, seeker gems around their necks flare bright pink, surprising them. They look towards your ship, and their eyes narrow as you glide past towards the bluffs. By the time the Montgomery glides into the inner harbor, you can see they've already started a rowboat and are coming right behind you. Okay guys, I have to be very serious here now. That ship right there, the Blackwater, that's like the flagship of the Qadarian Empire. There's no way that this boat, the Montgomery, can get out of here with us right now at all. It'll be here in the next 10 minutes. If we are still on this boat, they will likely kill everyone here. Only if they want an international incident. We're outside the boundaries of the Qadarian Empire. Boarding the ship in harbor would be a serious act of aggression that would come with serious diplomatic consequences. Right. But if this boat left this dock and we were in open waters, we stand no chance. You said this was your brother's ship? When we were pulling in, I think I spotted my brother taking a group of slaves, including a friend of mine, Catlin, down in that direction. We have to avoid him at all costs, at least for me, because if he sees me, it, it ends every chance I have to freedom. Here's what I think we should do. I'm gonna go through my packs. I have some extra cloaks. You two, uh, Zion and Para, are going to be my handmaidens. Roll a disguise. What's disguise? Disguise? It's, it's not a thing. Oh, all right. Deception, maybe? So, yeah, roll deception. So everyone looks over at the, well, everyone except Zion, who's a little busy putting on his cloak, looks over at the docks as the Montgomery is pulling in, and you see a ridiculously ornate carriage waiting for you. It is pulled by four ivory horses whose manes have been intricately braided and stuffed with blooming red roses. The carriage is inlaid with gold and adorned with these huge silver scrolls from which lanterns hang that are also inlaid with gold and glow in the early morning light. As the Montgomery docks, the carriage door flings open and Aunt Rosiah comes bounding out. She is dressed in a full red ball gown. She has a tiara on, her hair is up, her makeup is done to the nines, her heels click on the wooden dock as she bounds towards you. Oh, hello, dear, hello, it's been far too long. All right, so to continue with the fact that you are all my traveling party, you two obviously are my porters and servants, so I am going to need you to fetch my things, please, and escort the handmaidens <laughs> to my aunt's okay. Quiet, quiet. You got it. Great. Come on. Yes. I would like to uh, have one last quick chat with Jobos. He's basically on deck directing a lot of, you know, crates being removed because they're doing shipments as well, and there's some repairs that need to be done to his ship. Hello. Look, Dobos, here's the, here's the deal. You see that ship coming? We see it. <laughs> well, if they find me... You I understand what that ship means for you, child. Okay, well, I can't be here on your ship anymore. I'm sorry. Thank you for everything that you've done, but I can't make it to Tales Bay from here. They're going to search your ship, or, I mean, maybe you can stall them for a while, but... <laughs> your brother and his men cannot set foot aboard this ship. I am not in Kadar. They have no authority here. While in Bolt, I have the full protection of the Kingdom of Brennus. The second I set sail, that ship will be upon me. 
If you are not on it, they will not find you. If you all seek your freedom, head south to River Run. They won't find you there. Plenty of elves, plenty of dwarves, plenty of halflings. You'll fit right in. Keep your wits about you while you are there, and do not take one step into that ironwood. The elves do not take kindly to strangers. Well, All right, well, thank you. Thank you, Jobos. The two handsome gentlemen that she has brought with her are now gathering the trunks that have been brought and are bringing them down to the wagon, and she walks up, and she's like, Hello, dear, mwah, mwah. So fabulous to see you. So glad you got out of that stifled city. Ready for some fun? Always. opens the door and you guys enter a very luxurious stage coach. There's red velvet everywhere and gold. It's expensive but garish. It's like Trump. Like the lobby of our building. Yes. Well, which is not expensive, no. but perhaps was That's in the 70s. Right. <laughs> yes, well, I would give a, a quiet, perhaps not perceptible uh, sign of my displeasure at its vulgarity. Yeah, you would hate this. This is the exact opposite of what you've been raised with. Do they have like a... Like a helper's coach kind of thing? Like a, oh, servants, servants transportation? Yeah. My aunt and I don't stand on ceremony. In you go. Uh, I kind of want to ride on top. Do you want any informants of Baron Lafleur to see you riding on the top Parading of the carriage as the... we go to our next location? No, but I would oh, like to blindly follow people who have stolen something from me that are leading me on a wild goose chase to protect their own asses. Think I'm gonna stay on top of the coach and keep my eyes open, I actually. Think, um, if I could have the porters remove him, I'll tell you where you're, we're going and you can follow us quietly. I don't want people to know where you are and follow us. Not so either either get in the coach <laughs> or or we will tell you where Meanwhile, you can go. I found the biggest place I can just <laughs> right, just yeah. sprawl yeah. out and just <laughs> snoring. I'll have my one of the porters tell him uh, we are, are going to my aunt's establishment. Yes, it is the Crescent Moon, a local inn slash place of ill dispute. Gentlemen's Club. Gentlemen's Club, perfect. I kind of open. Well, just as a warning, you might want to tell your aunt that Kadarian soldiers might be happy to frequent such a place. They have seeker stones, and they will be making a crosshatch pattern across this city searching for us, no doubt. They may not know that it's us. They may be after a magical item. But there's not a whole army here, but if they find us... I cast magic long before the gods killed the world. I know how magic works. What are you carrying? Oh, some lights in case I get lost in the dark. Um, some items that we've picked up here and there along the way. Nothing that we need to discuss here with the servants. Fair enough. So the carriage goes on. What are you doing in this meantime? Uh, I need a connection in the city then. Okay. Then you're going to spend the next 10 minutes kind of walking around in the uh, main, you know, district where they have the shops and everything out. And I want uh, investigation, please. <laughs> Nine. Nine. Okay. Well, then it takes you the full <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> After 10 minutes, you got, I mean, you have some leads on like where to sell, you know, semi, not really illegal, just like, oh, there's a store here, oh, there's a general goods store, not quite what you're looking for, but you do notice that after about 10 minutes, there's a couple, you know, guards, you know, who seem to be eyeing you. Well, then I'm just going to look for a flop house and then we'll have to wait for tomorrow. There is that in. You can go to the Crescent Moon and sleep. You've been invited there. Well, I was? Yeah. Yeah, oh. I told you where to go. We just didn't want you on the top being paraded through the city. It's free. 
Is it? It's it's, it's free. free. Yes, it'll free? be for you. Okay. All right, free. fine. All right, then I'll right. go there. Then. She takes you to the Crescent Moon, and she wants to show you to a large bedroom off the guest quarters in the back. The inn is a four-story whitewashed wood building with a wide tiled patio in front of the grand entrance. Silver lamps hang on ironwood posts that line the outdoor square, bathing everything in a soft, warm glow. The building is L-shaped, with the southern half consisting of a wide-open tavern and balconies that ring the space to the ceiling. It is a quiet feast state morning, with a few staff about cleaning and setting up long tables in the courtyard. The heavy, rich smell of stewed pork and onion wafts out from the kitchen as an excessively pretty young man winks at the party from behind the bar and pours the madam a tall glass of spirits. I guess I haven't properly introduced myself. I am Madame Rochia. Pleasure. Drinks? Pleasure to meet you. Something cold and sparkling. Done, my dear. And I she... shall have a hot glass of water, please. And a hot cup of water for the young Kadarian. I'm going to roll Gaydar. <laughs> uh, roll perception. 18 plus 4. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no question. No question. You're what's, pretty much watching him suck dick right now. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Uh, gotcha. Kind of a slight vibe off the borders as well. It seems like she has surrounded herself with very beautiful women and very gay men. She um, gestures for you all to take your glasses once you are served, and she leads you into the back where there is a smaller chamber, very nicely appointed with, like, it's like, it's, it's like a small lounge. And then she closes the doors behind her and she locks them. It seems that you have larger problems than I first anticipated, my dear. It seems that I have larger problems than I first anticipated as well. When you have a moment, Aunt, there are some family matters that I would like to discuss with you as of well. Um, but in the meantime, I think we should put our belongings someplace where the Seeker Stones may not be able to seek them out. Of course, my dear. And she goes to a bookshelf, and she pulls out a large book, and <laughs> and there's a small staircase down into a chamber, about 20 feet maybe, below this one. She grabs a torch off the wall, lights it, places it towards the bottom, lights a couple others, and she invites you to stay. There's a couple chests, there are some cots that are very nice cots, but cots, and enough place for you, all to, for you all to stay. She also walks over to the wall and points to a rope. Pull this and ring it. Someone will come down and see you. Therefore, you can hide out as long as you wish. This place. Yes, and it's lovely. It is absolutely lovely. No expense has been spared. Shocking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, so I go in like I belong. What do you want? To go inside. We don't really have your kind here, usually. I don't think my aunt would run a racist establishment. <laughs> she might not, but this guy's a little bitchy. All right, so he kind of saunters off, and you see him walk back behind the bar and just pull a rope. Down where you guys are. Moment, please. Oh, yes, my, my, my other companion is probably around. I shall gather him. This ridiculously overdressed elf. Hello! Oh, you must be the fourth. Come, chat. Come, come, come. I take your hand and... Yeah? Uh, can I try and rifle through her pockets? Nineteen. 
What valuable does she not have now? <laughs> what are you trying to do? Steal something? I mentioned she's wearing a ring. She's got a huge ring, a huge bracelet. That's she's gone. got tons of shit. Now, what do I roll against that for her? Perception. Okay, I rolled a 15. So you failed. No, I didn't. Okay, so she got kind a 19. of. Yeah, but I rolled a 15, then there were some pluses to oh. it. Yeah, so she like she takes her hand and she feels the ring a slide, and she just ever so gently cups her fingers underneath yours and squeezes your hand. Just a tad, like, oh, my dear, you've taken interest in my ring. It is quite beautiful, isn't it? I've had it for some time. <laughs> and she walks you downstairs. Well, looks like we uh, got a nice place to hole up for at least the night. I walk over to the, uh, to the rope and bing, 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 bing. Oh. <laughs> Room service. Hey, it works. Look at that. Uh, big cask of ale. Whatever you have. Any particular choice? First thing you grab. Yeah, that's how dwarfs usually are. And he goes sauntering <laughs> back up. I couldn't help but notice, I think everyone here is racist. Did you experience something? Well, I think that, no, was, that, was, the, the that was the same guy. Oh, it's the same guy? Oh, okay. All right, never mind. I have some questions. So how much do I know based on, again, presumably a fairly extensive education? Yep, and um, and, and I'm about, but about the Seeker Stones and how they work. You actually know a lot about them, and Zion would know even more. Seeker Stones are naturally occurring gems mined from deep within Gal Hadir. The dwarves found them centuries ago. Whatever energy that is emanated from the use and empowerment of magic causes vibrations. The waves of energy light these crystals up. The stronger the magic, the brighter the light. The closer they are to magic, the brighter the light. When the Montgomery arrived in port and you guys passed the Blackwater, the reason why those two inquisitors look so shocked is because you passed about 150 feet away. The only time they've ever seen anything like that with their necklaces going off is when they've sailed past the great artifact magic walls of Ani. So they must think you guys had something very powerful on board. It's either that gym or us or a combination of all of it that causes this problem. We probably shouldn't stay here for very long. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe stay here for the night. All right. Um, I would also like to revisit. You described a statue of a fist. I heard that Baron LaFleur had something that was valuable and it cost a lot of money. So I figured I would lift it and sell it. Uh, when I broke into the warehouse where it was being stored, I took the shortest route to the deepest part of it, which would be through the furnace. So when I came out, I was in some kind of ritual room, almost. It was like these stairs in the middle of the room that led up to a pedestal that had a giant gold fist, and it was big. Like how big, like person big? Pause, roll knowledge religion. 21. Oh yeah, you know exactly what that is. That is the, the holy symbol for the dead god of order, Baros. What do I know? I mean, the, 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 golden, symbol? the golden fist is just a symbol. They would have it on their armor, they would have it on huge banners, you know, you know, red with gold. That was their thing. But as far as just a huge golden fist as, as some sort of idol, no, you don't really know anything about that. I don't know of anything about it being an idol, but I do know that the, the god of order was supposedly created to keep the other gods in check toward the end. As far as you know, did this god have more power than the other gods, or it was just... This god is dead, has no power. But, but when the god was alive. 
Right. Well, that god simply wanted to control the other gods, keep them in order, keep them in check, make sure that they didn't continue to make more gods. That's what started the whole thing. Do you know how? No, but I do know that we, if, we, if one of those gems leads to the astral plane, I can only imagine what the other three might do. Wait, there were three more gems? Well, I don't know, but there were. Th Doro described three other holes. Three slots, right. So at this point, I'm going to pull the rope. I really would like to speak to my aunt. So the gentleman comes down. Yes? There's the cask. <laughs> <laughs> right, one moment. So, yes? I need to speak with my aunt immediately. One moment. So he leads you up the stairs and into a small sitting chamber where there are a couple comfortable couches and some books. There is a tea service with a few cakes set up for you. He closes the door and he leaves you in there for a few minutes until your aunt steps gracefully inside through the same doors. <laughs> My dear, I'm so sorry, I've been so busy. But feast day is our biggest night of the week and our customers can be quite demanding. Now, you had some questions for me. Is there a secret route between here and, and River Run? No, my dear, sadly, there's no way through those forests. If you step one foot off that trail, the wild elves shall, shall be up, uh, upon you, and they give no extra quarter just because we share the same kindred. They will shoot you down. The only way through is that main road. However, there is a caravan leaving tomorrow morning. Perhaps I can beat you all passage. Yes, yes, may I help you? Uh, I need out. Okay. What are you talking about, Doro? I'm gonna resupply, I'll be back. I'm with him, I'm gonna head out with him. Guys, <laughs> all right. come there on, are two Doro. inquisitors roaming the streets right now, looking oh, for you. Oh, inquisitor, schmizitor. If the dwarf and the halfling wish to leave, I have no issue. And I'm still with my aunt. Correct. Because otherwise I would send you to fetch things. Yes, you would. <laughs> <laughs> come, come. This way. All right, well, I'll stay with Para then. And I'll do. Good luck. If you go out the back entrance, I think you'll find better access to what you're looking for. <laughs> uh, I have to pick his pocket. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I'm kind of trailing behind him, just giggling like uh, a tan. Oh, I wrote a natural 20, dude. I'm so sorry. I kind of want you to Oh, he's the worst. Yeah. He's like, whack! Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Proven everything. Great to the stereotype. <laughs> um, I'm just going to stick with him just to make sure everything's fine. Okay. I um, want... Wait, how are you going? You're just walking? Yeah. Okay, I want perception rolls while you're walking. No. Okay. All right. You guys are heading towards the market. Mm -hmm. Now, you return mm -hmm. down the stairs, and there is just Zion and the kid. I tried to stop them. Oh, those idiots. I'm going to ring the bell again. <laughs> yeah. um, yes. Oh, my dear. Yes, of course. Where, where did they go? Oh, they left at the back. They left out the back. Did they say where they were going? They said they had to you said resupply. Probably the drugs. Probably <laughs> to steal the ring off me. Oh. I'm assuming towards the market. I, I also assume towards the market. All right, could you could you fetch uh, 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 another one of the porters for me, please? Of course. And also, is there a bath around here? Oh, there's a there's a little chamber right off the gate it's been side. Two weeks. <laughs> no, on a ship. There's a whole washroom. There's a whole. They have pipes and everything. Mm. You know. You know. That is a very good idea. Yeah. And and once and once Bath. I deal with these 
And there's a idiots who have gone rogue. Yes. Um, I also plan on indulging myself in in these spots. Maybe sometime before I get another chance. These are all good ideas. So I also so uh, the two porters have Mm -hmm. arrived. All right, all right, gentlemen. One of them's your type. One of them I'm mm-hmm. sh- is one of them is big and dumb. But am I? <laughs> but, but but based on what you said so about my aunt, am I his class. type? Oh, this one no. These are like this. These two guys. Oh, roll your gator. Roll roll perception. <laughs> one. Oh, he's wow. Gay. He's so gay. In fact, he's definitely screwing the other porter. That's what you assume. Oh damn it! Um, all right. Well, I also need a few things for the market. Sure. So if I give you a list, can yeah. you? Can you run and fetch and also... Wait, which one are you talking to? The gay one or the straight one? I'm, I'm talking to both of them. Okay, yeah, 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 I gotta get you the list. Uh, and, and bring those two back with a minimum of fuss. But I want them to fetch me um, some some weapons. My hand, crossbow, hand, dagger, crossbow, and probably some leather armor. Um, maybe are you gonna some... play it the leather armor and it has to be fitted? Yeah. Okay, because I mean... there's a... Disadvantage if you don't. If you buy She's got a tail. She got tailors and people on board. Okay. I would imagine I just that she'd be able to make this happen. I just need at least in a day. Okay. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I need. I need the raw materials and someone who can work with them. Um. And so. The, you know, the one just kind of prances over and he's like, "Darling, stand up." <laughs> <laughs> totally straight. <laughs> got it. All right. Um. So, off to fetch my things. Yeah, they all. <laughs> Torvik and Doro. Doro are off to the market. It's all right, damn, you'll make it. <laughs> Torvik and Doro are off to the market. Yes. What are you looking for? What exactly I, looking for, buddy? And I am looking for more call drops. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would like some sort of flash powder. Now you can't see me for a couple seconds. And then I can kind of get away from I'm going to need an investigation for you to find that. Okay. That's five. Now where you can find it here. No. Yeah. Okay, well, I do want to... That'd be more of a black market kind of... Yeah, exactly. Thieves guild kind yeah, of... Yeah, he had a little bit of trouble finding the black mm-hmm. market earlier, so... Yeah, I mean, just... Maybe here it's just kind of a little more law and orderly, at least as far as you can tell. Okay. I'm guessing there's a guild, an armor's guild, uh, which we'll call it guild. Um, yes, that's actually readily easily yeah. to find. So there actually is... There definitely is a guild. I wanted, so we've been on the boat for a while. There's so a trade house slash guild hall. Okay. You know, is that all the... You know, that it basically serves a lot of yeah. multi-purposes. So that's in the uh, merchant district as well. So okay. you guys are heading in the right direction. So as you're shopping and gathering the things you need in the call troughs, are there any other basic supplies you need? Or I need another uh, throwing axe. Consider that done. And to pay my guild the five gold that I... Oh, done. Easy. Yeah. Not a problem. Oh, yes, yes. So Every month. Brings out a giant, huge book. Whonk. <laughs> just kind of writes your name down, blows some dust off. Yep, five gold, babe. While you're shopping, Thoreau, you definitely notice a kid, maybe 12 years old, who keeps kind of circling behind people as they're shopping and maybe hanging a little ah. bit too close. Yep, gutter snipe. He's definitely looking for pockets to pick, or at least looking for opportunities to catch Then uh, I whistle to him in Thieves' Cant. And he basically says, Alley, two, two blocks, five minutes. And he kind of disappears. I need to separate for uh, about five minutes. Uh, Is there a tavern on this side of the river? Yeah, so right here is the Guild Hall. 
right? So we're talking at thirteen, by the way, for people listening at home. Oh yes, yeah, people looking at the map the on the other side of it. Yeah, people listening at home. To the north is four, where the market is, and then to the south is thirteen, where the keep is and the guild hall. And right to the left, of course, to a guild hall is a bar, that little square a bar. Of course, I'll yeah. meet you. Uh, I'll, be, natural. I'll meet you in the tavern in a little while. All right. Okay. And you are and Pear are still in the room. And you are bathing and all that? We bathed, yeah. We bathed, massaged, maybe had a romp with the staff. Oh, okay. Um, You know what? Yes. Uh, He sends down a handsome, if slightly older gentleman, like a male, about 34, 35, kind of in that range. Of course, you're 90, so I guess it doesn't really matter. Right. Right. And, uh, hang on. performance. (laughs) Hell performance. Yes. Definitely have him roll performance. He got a 23, and the the massage is unbelievable. It's completely relaxing in every possible way. You literally Oh, we're talking about the massage. (laughs) Natural 20. So let's just say that you're occupied for the rest of the night. Are you going to roll on your critical hit points? (laughs) (laughs) And you lose an eye. (laughs) All right, it was worth it. would like to write a letter to my father, um, letting him know, uh, you know, dear father, very sorry for the way things ended, um, and I know I left you a note, but things have developed that I think that you need to be aware of, and alerting him to the uptick in the Kadarian slave trade, uh, alerting him to the fact that the empire of Kadar seems to be making inroads and encroachments um, somehow into other territories. Their warships are on the move, um, moving slaves, and it's possible for a reason that I'm not quite yet sure of. Um, I have drawn attention um, of the Empire of Kadar and will not be staying with my aunt quite as long as I had originally planned. Well, after I've uh, talked with, uh, tried to talk with Perrin, and probably didn't get very far. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Perrin's just sulking, but he'll talk. Right, right. Well, I don't even know what to say to him as part of the thing. I know you've been through a lot. Um, I'm sorry the way we all reacted to you the other day. It was just, we were under a lot of stress. I know that you just lost your brother, and I'm sorry. It's okay. Thank you. I'm just, it's been a lot. And for all of us, we're, we're all on the road. Just so angry. All the time. So angry. I don't have any place to put it, and I can't do anything about it. And roll perception. Uh, 16 plus. Just about how annoying we find Faro. <laughs> 17. <laughs> Very annoying. Because <laughs> it's, it's pretty annoying. <laughs> you swear, for a second, you saw fire glint in his eyes, as if there was a fireplace reflected in it, but there's no open source of flame down in the side of the torch in the hall. Oh boy, fire starter. Okay, um, <laughs> yeah, Para, th- there's a good reason to be angry, but you have to learn to direct it. And he just starts crying. He just starts weeping again. Of course he yeah, does. I've heard that one before. Okay, um, well, in that case, uh, I'm gonna... We're all so heartless here. I know, well, I like it, but I don't like weakness. What can I say? So, um, <laughs> you wouldn't especially I don't, whi- Especially whiny weakness. Whiny weakness, I don't I mean, appreciate. Yeah, like, I was raised against sad. that sort of thing, you know. But, your arm shattered, your brother got murdered, uh, you're just coming off drugs. But, stop being a pussy. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Walk it off and rub some dirt Here's in Here's a salt yeah. tablet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a broken leg. Walk it off. Yeah. So, instead of uh, trying to 
stop him from crying. I think crying is probably better than catching the place on fire. Mm. I'm going to grab my uh, pieces of paper and start to redraw that comet that I saw over and over again. It's been infecting my mind. As though I've seen it somewhere before, but I just can't remember. Excellent. Okay, that's what you two that's are right. doing. Now, you have walked it's over to the alley after your respective five minutes. I need a, uh, I guess a stealth roll, because I imagine you'd be being careful about it. Oh, good idea. Let's be careful. <laughs> the whole oh, yeah. What do you mean? No, that was one. So, oh, I, so I got uh, six. So no, sorry. I was oh, going to roll oh, the confirmment, Matt, that you're freaking out about that. Like, I'm not confirming. I'm sorry. I, just kidding. I don't, I don't get to roll twice when no, I roll no, no. shitty things. We used to do this thing called confirming critical hits and critical misses, but it just bogs down the game for no reason, so we stopped. Sorry. So you make your way. You're kind of walking over there. You're like, dun, 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 dun. And then you just walk right into a stand. And you knock over a whole goddamn tray of apples. And they go boom, <laughs> out into the thing. And like, everyone's kind of like, what? And looking. And I want a perception. Oh, dear. Uh, 18. Yeah, you see them. As you look up, you see the same two Inquisitors. They're probably 100 feet from you, and you see oh, their necklaces begin to glow. What do you do? You also, to the left, because you rolled well, see the kid in the alley, kind of like standing behind a barrel, kind of like, like looks over at you, and he's like that, and then kind of looks down again, like try not to be obvious. So what are you yeah, going to do? Yeah, I go to the kid. Okay, so you start towards the kid. You look behind you, they're coming right for you. Well, I, as I come up, I yeah. thieves can to him, go! And he, boom, he just jets, he's yeah. out of there. What are you doing? I go into the alley, and then proceed to urinate. Okay. You they're, the they're gonna no, well, but he's drunk! Whoops! Who okay. cares? I'll leave him alone. They're 100 feet away from you. You're just going to stand there and urinate? Yeah. Okay. So they come around to the edge of the corner. They're just standing there, and they're watching you urinate. Oh, I... Sorry, I... I the necklaces are glowing brighter now. Uh... Kathleen. <laughs> yeah? What is your name? The uh, woman says. Wh what? What's whose what? Why don't you... Come talk with us. The gentleman steps away and leaves the alley and goes around the edge okay. of the building. Why don't you come with us? But the lady stays there? Mm -hmm. Talking to you. Well, I'm like backing out as I say, I, listen, I just got to get out of here for a second. I think I'm going to get sick. I believe we have medicines that can help you. I believe I can help you. Why don't you come with me? And as you're starting to back up, you kind of look over, and the guy's coming around to block off your, ed your exit from the alley. So now they're coming on both sides. Okay, you came in from here. This is the main street over here, and this area just keeps going back. There's like houses and doors all to back. So these are all like backed against buildings, right? And there's doorways, and you're assuming they're all locked, because normally doors and back alleys are locked, but mm -hmm. that's where you are. She's now moving towards you, and it's clearly going to go grab your arm. Um, okay, so I roll past her, then. So you're, you're basically gonna run through her legs? Yeah. takes place Move around other creatures. You can move through a non-hostile creature's space. In contrast, you can move through a hostile creature's space only if the creature's like two sizes larger or smaller than you, which doesn't apply to you because you are a halfling and you have that ability. You can go through her space, and you can move through her space because you're a halfling. You invoke an attack of opportunity while you do so. Okay. Okay, so what she's going to try and do is grab you as you run past. <laughs> That's a good time for me to roll a two. All right, so you 
5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Where do you want to go? Well, I'm 25. 25. Yeah, but you're running, so it's 50. Oh, okay. Well, like, out into the opposite direction that I saw the second guard move when I saw him move away from 40, me. 40, 45, 50. So you're now, right there. Now, you have run past her out into a crowded area, right? And mm -hmm. she's following you. So where are you headed? Well, I'm not going to head back to the... There. Perception. As you're drinking. Just ten. That's that's actually enough. You heard the commotion from earlier, and you kind of like, I don't know, lazily kind of stumbled out to look around, and you see the halfling kind of dart this way, and you see two Kadarian soldiers going after him. Well, I'll wait till both, all three of them pass, and then kind of follow behind so that they, can't, you know, they don't see me. But what is your plan here? Uh, I'm going to lead them to the outskirts in the opposite direction of where we, we are. Okay. Then so I'm going to lose them, like the chumps. One. I want a perception roll, Okay. and then I want a stealth roll. All right. Well, <laughs> Solzman's died. Uh, one of I, my cursed ones. Uh, <laughs> also this one. I got I also, also cursed. I'm perception. Okay. You've just gone through all my dice. Mm -hmm. And a 20 on stealth. Wow, okay. All right, so you lose them. You completely lose them. You juke a couple times, you're small, and they are just gone. You, I need a perception roll from to see if you see him hide. 13. 13, you didn't see him. You lost him, too. You know, he was basically walking through a crowd outside the market, started to make his way up kind of through here, and then he's just gone. And the soldiers have stopped, and they're kind of like looking through alleys, and they're starting to fan out and search this area. I see it. I mean, I can see them yeah. losing them too, so I just kind of turn around and start walking away. Because Where are you headed? Uh, back to the tavern. Right. So, uh, did you get everything that you needed? Yeah, I'm, I'm set. And I think I've got everything I'm going to need. Are you ready to go back to school now? Sure. Let's go to school. Turns you are shown in. down into the main area. Yes. These things are brought down at I the guess, same time. I guess the porters failed. The, no, no, no. <laughs> the porters are coming back with the stuff as well. So you all kind of arrive at the same time. So porters have the gear you want. You guys are getting out of your baths and dressing. They both are just walking out with fancy robes tied around them, and their hair is all wet, and they're all kind of like looking completely relaxed. I like a little tousled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does. <laughs> a, second, a, a few minutes later. Her aunt comes down, and then everyone just kind of leaves. She kind of looks like, I, that, that, that's enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you. There is a caravan leaving tomorrow morning. I suggest you all get on it and get the hell out of this city. I think as long as the Kadarian Empire is part here, then I think she's right. We should be out of this town. And I think a caravan is a good cover. Many people, lots of trade, naturally moving. And we're all of different races. Nobody will notice if it's a trade city. Exactly. You will. There is a wagon that you will be upon. I've taken care of. Everything. All right, I, I am amenable to this plan. My question, however, for my companions, and I would like your opinion here as well, Aunt, I don't know what you have found out about this jewel or if it triggers anything. I have what? <laughs> she told me many things. This is my aunt. I trust her. Surely, she, child, you she... have family you trust. <laughs> I have family. Um, she, she was alive before the breaking of the world and has more knowledge than any of us. Now that you mention it, that does remind me. 
This ability I used to use in court when I used to hang out with your mother in our knee. I always found it so dreary and so boring, but I learned this little, they used to call it a cantrip. It's a little bit of magic, just a little touch of it. Now I, I can't cast them anymore, of course, but I remember, and she kind of like starts walking you through the steps of it, right? Because again, she can't cast magic, but she used to, and she remembers how she cast it. So she starts showing you those motions. I have read up on Vicious Mockery and it talks about 1-8 psychic damage and I, I just don't like psychic damage, it doesn't make any sense to me. So instead of psychic damage, because we're doing like a pretty heavy kind of, you know, in character role play type of game, anytime you use Vicious Mockery while you are in a social setting, it'll take four points off the target's charisma if they fail their saving throw against your spell. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. It, you can't use it in combat, but it'll be far more effective when you know you're trying to just knock someone a little bit off their game when you're trying to you know maneuver and one up on them in like a court setting or whatever. That is a cantrip, so it does not use a spell slot, correct? correct. So exactly. it can sort of use it at will. That is exactly true. I would like you to roll two will saves, please. Uh, with the 20? With the 20, exactly. I'm trying a new one. Let's see what happens. <laughs> the most exciting part of the a game. A three! Oh. Okay, now, okay. You're, <laughs> the, the first, you're just like not quite getting the hang of it. She keeps, well, at least you don't know. She's walking through it. You're doing what she's saying, but nothing is happening. All right, so should I, I try again? A 13. Okay, plus, 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 yeah, look at what plus your wisdom two. is. So a 15. So this is going on for some time, and they're going back and forth, and Para is just sitting there with his arms crossed oh, and his knees to his chest, and finally he turns and he's like, enough! How does this help us? How does this do anything whatsoever? And you just turn and round on him. Her voice gets this odd kind of throaty, hollow quality that seems to command all of your attention. You're just like, shut up, Para, Para. No one likes you. Doro regrets saving you. Your brother isn't dead. He's in too much power to fight for him. And he just... And just starts absolutely fucking bawling. And she just turns it and says, Yes, that's it, my dear. <laughs> Franny! Jesus Christ, lady! I can saw her. There's his... Face into your chest. And It'll I, be all right. I feel a little bit badly about it, but come on, guys, I did us all a favor. <laughs> well, we were all um, thanking it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, nasty little one. Um, well, you know, reap what you sow. Um, so, my, my question. Is our language No. You guys have a lot. Now, you're all stunned by that and acted right. properly in response. I think even you were a little surprised right. by it. But no, you guys, it's not, it's not your. Evil would have been to break his arm and kill his brother. Right. Yeah. Being a bitch, it's not that big of a deal, right? No, no, so if you want to no, be no, a little bit of a neutral. bitch, you go right ahead. And I've already been introduced <laughs> to our listening audience as apparently a huge bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I have told my aunt about the jewel. Um, you have not found out any more information about Unfortunately it. Unfortunately not, my dear. Obviously, Sorry. this is a very powerful, magical object, as we have all observed. And there are, there's a decision I think we have to make, as, and that is, do we bring it with us, potentially drawing the attention of the Seeker Stones to us, or do we leave it behind? I, I am not sure which is, which is the better option. Well, I kind of elbow uh, you. It's actually <laughs> irrelevant if we've got the stone. They'll find us anyway. 
I actually ran into two in the market. Don't worry, I lost them. Oh. But uh, I didn't have the gem, and they... They still found you with the stones. Did whatever they were doing. So that's the worst of all possible thoughts. That, that means, yes, we're all detectable. There has to be... Aunt, do you know of any way to shield from detection? Possibly lead. Hmm. Lead? Lead, yes. It is known to block magical properties before. Everybody eat lead quick. be <laughs> enough to block this, but it would need an awful lot of lead for you to be inside, my dear. Well, and I'm not going to wear lead armor. <laughs> no, um, quite atrocious. <laughs> Gray is not your color, my dear. <laughs> well, in my uh, acolyte training, would I have ever heard of the, that, like, oh, well, be careful if they have a lead box, you know. I mean, absolutely, because, because, oh, because you guys have been... Mi- <laughs> Wait a minute. What are those trees made of in that forest? Iron. No? Will it no. work the same way? No, sorry. Good idea, though, but no. Right? No, 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 Isn't no, no, that no. pretty cool for a no. second? I thought it was going to be MacGyver. Also, <laughs> really, with the ironwood with the ironwood trees, I mean, they filtered divinity through them. Roll intelligence. Uh, 20. You know, this isn't going to matter. You know, this isn't going to matter one damn day because the second you step inside that forest, it's a giant magical forest. They'll never be able to pinpoint you inside it. Yeah, but then we get shot. So. Oh. The road may offer you some protection, but you're right. Being in the trees would offer you more. Well, as far as I can figure, our best bet is to be in that row of trees and past. If we take this road down to River Run, they won't be able to follow us then. Do I know the history of sort of high elf? Wild elf relations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was better before. And are there the like, and are there any shibboleths or anything? High elves and wild elves were always a tenuous relationship. The elves believe you have to live in nature, be in nature, or you are against nature. You guys have retreated to fine stone, and so they, they 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 basically call you pretty dwarves. And the high elves think that they're ridiculous. They are you know, ridiculous. They're thousand year old. You know, <laughs> they can live to a thousand years why and they're still you, building with wood. Yeah. Why are you living in the woods when you can, you know, not? And marshes. Some of the elves in this area live in a marsh too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like these guys. So let's now, go visit them. That, no, this that's how the relationship was before. Once the world broke, it's gotten far worse. The wild elves want nothing to do with the high elves whatsoever. You're the same as all the others. We were right. We told you so. Look what you did. That's their general feeling. So if you step one foot off that road, they'll treat you just like anyone else. It's about 2 p.m. right now. Well, I'd say it's probably later. It's about 4 now. So you guys could still rest because the caravan's not leaving until tomorrow morning. It is feast day, by the way. So there will be celebrations. Think of it as their Saturday night. But probably not the best time to go gallivanting out into the into the town square. We've already seen Aww. what happens when you do that. What? You mean don't leave? That's the best it's time. Feast day. It's feast day. No, what are you no, about? no. Haven't you already caused enough trouble? Yeah, you said you got chased. And I got I away. Got chased. But you could get chased again. You may not get away. And then I'll get away again. Listen, this is not the first time someone's chased me down an alley. All right. Well, I I would imagine that. that, that but they have ways of finding us now. You said. Yeah, so I should probably pay more attention next time. You should probably be more careful. I think, no problem! Yeah, I think are you ready? This is I'm the first ready. time I have not face. been irritated by this child and his suggestions. <laughs> what are you, Elf? 90? You're not so much older. I know how you work. I know how long it takes. 
Okay, well, whatever good feeling he had towards you was now gone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I probably wouldn't actually say that, but, right. uh, you know, I would be thinking it. Yeah, that's um, Perhaps the spell is still active. <laughs> yes, perhaps. <laughs> I suggest we all get some sleep. We have a long day of travel tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And this is probably the only place that we're going to be safe to do so. I'm fine with that. Too. Right. And I think it does make sense sleep. to sleep. Oh, sleep's going to happen. Sleep. Don't worry. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you still, you still want to go upstairs? <sighs> yeah. You still want to go upstairs? Yes. Okay. Can what I, are you guys doing? Uh, I am going to call my aunt. Yes, Jane. Uh, my companions here seem to want to go out into the city. Um, I don't know that that is the best idea. There's no place. You want, you want to drink? You want to have fun? Yeah! There's yes. no better place than here, my dear. Yeah, but you people are stuffy and racist. <laughs> so I think we're going to go drink somewhere where it's uh, a little cheaper. Did you talk to Jonas? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's a cousin of a cousin. Listen, don't worry about him. Allow me to show you all a lovely evening. And she, and she gives you her hand. And she, and I take her hand again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> all right, all right. And she's ready, so you're at minus four. You should be disadvantaged, oh. isn't it? You're at disadvantage because right? she's ready for it. So I roll two of them and then pick the lowest. Correct. Okay. Uh, okay, so 14. Okay. As she gives you her hand, she slides the rings off. You actually see her do it. <laughs> Come on, child. <laughs> I see this happening. Just start giggling. <laughs> So she leads you upstairs, and there is a party going on. Like, apparently it is really good We're kind of muffled here, because you're not really hearing the um, noise. People are already beginning to gather. It's only like 4.30. People are eating. People are drinking. There's stewed pork for all, and it smells delicious. Um, okay. I have objectives. Okay. I'm it's going straight for the stewed pork. Done. So they are you just, you just going to party? That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Yep. That, 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 I'm actually wanting to party. That's I figured you would. Yeah. yeah. I, I, was, I had no ulterior motive. There is now some larger gentleman you didn't see before, a little bit balding on the top, maybe about 40, right? He's got a greasy apron and he just kind of plunks down a big stewed pork. He's like, ah, oh, wolf, <laughs> your appetites are good. Here Thank you, sir. Here's some. Ale, I suppose. Your name's <laughs> 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 some dwarf things and here's another stereotype. <laughs> So I'm trying to talk to people looking for shady people mm -hmm. who might know where I can get my hands on something that you can put in someone's food or drink to make them fall asleep, or uh, this Flash vanishing powder. powder you think I shouldn't have. I want you. <laughs> no, 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 you rolled no I'm going to have this. So, as soon as you roll well, you could have it. Go I know. Ahead and roll. All right. Wait, investigation again? Yeah, I want to know what investigation. Damn thing, I'm having to roll one that they're calling the cops right on your ass. Right? Okay, thank God. 17. 17. Okay, I want a second one. Okay. And that's a two. <laughs> okay. Well, so you talk for a while, and you're talking to a couple different people, and there is a young female gnome who kind of catches your eye. Wait, a and what? Young female gnome? A oh, I've heard none. Catches her eye. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. A young female nun gnome <laughs> catches your eye. Oh. A young female gnome. As your sister? Kind of catches your eye. She's probably a couple years older than you, and she's... A little tipsy, and her hair is a little tasseled, but cute. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hi. Hi. So, uh, <laughs> not often I see someone my size, yeah? That's 
strange. She just kind of runs a finger right down your chest. Nothing <laughs> physical happens at all. I just, I'm just gonna put it out there. You seem kind of like a party girl. I'm looking for some party favors. Oh, I got all the party favors. For well, well, she okay. grabs your hand. Well, okay. And she's leaving me. Yeah. Okay. She's just and leading she's me leading along. With you. As you're walking up, she kind of points to one of the people, mm -hmm. and she takes you to a smaller back room. Okay. Do I see them walking away? You know, and yeah. Out? Absolutely. I just grab. You'll go get them, Doro. <laughs> Honey, just so we're up front, you're cute and all, but. It's at least five if I'm taking off the clothes. It's ten if we're doing anything else. That's not the party favor I was talking about. Uh, All right, and she buttons her cloak up and she kind of crosses her arms. <clears throat> what? All right, first off, my name is Doro. Fuck. <laughs> God oh, damn it. Randolph! Randolphina! 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 I will not Randolphina! Her name's Barbara. My name is Doro, and your name is Barbara. Okay, Barbara. No, she's no. Look, look. I'm fine with things being a no, little weird, have. but they're like the, weird. There's shit. no gnome named Barbara. There is now Barbara. <laughs> no, 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 no. Beatrice. Her name is Jossa. Jossa. What I'm looking for is, well, let me put it this way. I'm basically traveling. Have trouble sleeping at night. Do you have something I can put in drink or food to assist sleeping? Party favors. She rubbles through her cloak frame. Bit. I figured it was roofies. Day, she's got know, a little maybe, kind of. Yeah, she's got a little kitten pouch inside, and there are three silver vials lined up. And she's like, "Darling, there's plenty of times when I have to knock someone out. How much you got?" That's what I'm looking for. Uh, so five gold each. Each. That's what she's saying. Why don't we try? Uh, How do we, we barter? Yeah, what are we gonna use here? Yeah, what, let me what's, actually take a look. Bartering is. What if my tools should I apply to this? No, it's not deception. No. Uh, Insight. Perception. Persuasion. Persuasion. That's Persuasion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're, so you're rolling persuasion against her insight, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Okay. Fourteen. Eighteen. Okay. Maybe a little cheaper. What else do you want here, sweetheart? I Just... gave you three for ten. That's my final offer. I'll take it. Right, we'll press takes... my luck. The tubes out, and she hands them to you, and she takes the gold, and she's like, shame, and she walks back out. <laughs> all right, so while all that's been going on, for that. you've been I'm drinking and eating, and I would like a perception roll. Certainly not for my uh, 16. 16, okay. Even though you're well into Se your 17. third ale already. Yeah, you're the only one who's fun, by the way. I know. <laughs> I know. You're well into your third ale. You see the same woman from earlier come into the bar. She isn't in armor, she isn't in her uniform, she's just dressed. Was the, the, with a pendant that was glowing, was it, is it always visible? She doesn't have her pendant on. Okay. She's just, at least you don't see it. What does she look like? Well, she's uh, about, I would say, 24, 25, jet black hair, kind of like in a short, very, very straight bob that hits along the back of her neck. So the same woman? It's not the same woman. It looks very much like her, but it's not the same woman. Uh, roll of perception. So, well, so then Franny's upstairs now? The, I'm obviously partying. Yeah, absolutely. So you were the one that was pooing the whole I'm not, going out, I'm not going out on the town. No. Well, she didn't want so to leave. So Franny leaves and yeah. goes upstairs, yeah. and, and there's a car who's crying. There's so like, <laughs> yeah. fuck this, fine. Okay. So Excellent. I'll go upstairs and see what's going on. An 11. An 11. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Plus three, so 14. They could be sisters. 
They could be sisters. Is she mm -hmm. human? Yeah, she is a human, short black hair, cut about here, kind of pale, kind of an apple face where it meets in a small chin, right? She has like light green eyes and she's in, um, it's casual, but kind of girly, you know? Okay. Like it's not traveling at clothes, but it's not a big, huge ball gown either. I feel like she'd be kind of out of place in that kind of setting where a whorehouse? Mm -hmm. Is it a uh, no. no. She no. She slides right in, orders a drink. Her whole personality Seems. is very different than it was before, and she what? starts chatting with one of the gentlemen at the bar, leaning over and going, <laughs> "Yes," but she's always watching. She's very good inquisitor. She's looking particularly she's me, or looking through the room. Uh, I would leave the girl mm -hmm. and then return to the party. Right, I want a perception while you're walking outside. This is just as you're walking up, so it'll work out well. Okay. 20. Perfect. So you basically open the door and you see her. She, she's coming right inside, right now. You know it's the woman that was looking for you. In the alley that I yes, lost? Yes, absolutely. Well, then I close the door and I turn the You don't recognize her because you didn't get that good of a look at her. She just right. passed you on the boat. And if she's but not wearing a Kadarian outfit, then I'm You do, saying. of course, see no, 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 Friday, no, no, who... I'm assuming you have changed into something appropriate. I have changed into, I mean, not a ball gown, obviously. Sure. But, you know, a festive frock. Definitely big feather boa, I think, <laughs> in... I'm gonna say this one is Snow White. Um, perception? Well, I've already, I already saw her. I want a different perception. This is, this uh, is something else. Okay. 16 plus 3 is 19. You see her as she's at the bar? Pop open a compact and it glows purple, and then she snaps it back shut, and she's looking towards your side of the bar. Um, I spot you. Yeah, I'm coming up the stairs. Um, and um, I essentially like shove you back down. Like yes. we need to. <laughs> so good to see you both right <laughs> yeah. downstairs. Um, <laughs> I'm loudly drinking at the bar. Yeah. You know, talking to the everybody. Perception. Around. Perception. Uh, 16. That's enough. You see her kind of grab him and push him back and like, like, we're going back down the stairs in kind of a hurried way while she's uh, looking behind her. The three of you roughly arrive at the same time. Paris has kind of had fun. Not anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, time. I'm gonna ring the bell. Uh, hello. 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 Uh, yes. I, I need you, I need you to find the halfling and bring him down here quickly and quietly. I must. You must. Why'd you throw me down the stairs? I, I, I saw a woman very similar to a woman who I saw in Ani, and she had she had a concealed seeker stone. What did she look like? Uh, mid twenties, short jet black bob, pointed chin. Yeah, the she's one an inquisitor. That, uh, that's the one of the girls that was chasing the little one. That's who was chasing him. Yes. And uh, I saw a woman, as I said, very similar to her in Ani, with a similar object. It's a it's a concealed seeker stone, and she opened it, and it glowed. Harris is glaring towards the door right now. He's not moving, but he's glaring at it. At some point... This kid's got some problems. He does have some problems. Well, he got more of that stuff to... He's got a dead brother and a broken arm. Yeah, he's got some problems. Um, <laughs> Give him some of that stuff you made him to get quiet last time. Yes, yes. So, I have my... Medicaid. You're good at drugging! <laughs> he's not a child. He's you our age. You arguing that he's our age. No, but going to drug anyone. You're going to drug... Okay, okay. Go ahead. Like, I don't want him bursting out and... Do we decide what your alignment is to curiosity? Uh, I think we decided chaotic good. Yeah, I think that feels about right. Okay, good. Go ahead. Um, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to like knock him completely out. I just want to docile. Okay. Um, so maybe sprinkle so... a bit. You give uh, give it to me, and I'm supposed to dose him. And I take like a little bite, and then I give him, <laughs> <laughs> and I give him yeah, the rest. Yeah, he's gonna trust you more. <laughs> right, so you so you think so it's I, I just take a little nibble, and then you know. Some point the door just. <laughs> 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 what happens if you 
happened? He had a heart attack. What is the primary cause of Death for dwarf cirrhosis. Cirrhosis of the liver. I was wondering, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> until 500. So. No, they're so fucking hardy that they can just drink and they drink, drink and drink. Yeah. The, the primary cause of death for dwarves is hold my beer. Yeah. That's the primary yeah. cause of dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've been actually relatively nice to Para, so Para takes the drink and he thank, thanks. He just kind of drinks and sulks. He's so much fun. <laughs> He's the worst. I'm actually making <laughs> the him fire worse. extinct. As you guys are reacting, I'm just yeah. making it worse. Yeah, he's really playing off of it. <laughs> so, as I came in and closed the yes. door, I would have gone out the window. Okay. I wouldn't have stayed in the fucking building. Uh, 13 for stealth. Okay. What was the other one? I, I want to know what you're doing. Oh, you just want to know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Right. I asked people, you know, there's a caravan leaving it soon. Oh, yeah. It's heading that way. Absolutely. It's Somebody well, on the street knows where this is. Everyone knows. I mean, the, the way, yes, I mean, there's, you know, they, go over there. they set up by the east gates. To go there. these gates. Now, it's like 6 p.m. I know. And okay. I'm just going to end up crashing over there because All right. if I can't get back to them because they're going to stay in the danger, yeah. uh, I'm going to wait for where they're going to be. Okay, so you make your way out to the east gates. It takes you about 20 to 2. 25 minutes, and there are caravans getting ready, and there is, I mean, there's a flop house out there where you can just pay a few silver and sleep for the evening. They take it, they show you to a shared room with about a dozen other people, and there are cots, again. Who cares? and there is, uh, you know, a simple storage box at the foot of each oh, cot. No, just... Fair I've enough. slept in a flop house, I don't know what to do. Fair enough. Alright, uh, ten minutes later, the gentleman comes back and he's like, I am... I'm sorry, you must have left. Maybe didn't feel wrong. He's fine. If he shows up, I'll send him down. Well, Doro has shown himself to be rather resourceful. But if he's, he's caught by the planning in advance. Yes, if he's caught by the Kadarian soldiers, though, there's nothing we can do to help him. No, there is nothing we can do to help him. Uh, I think we could take off your soldiers. That's no big thing. Look, look, look. <laughs> well, maybe, yeah, maybe you can. Sprinkle a little more of the stuff into his mouth. All I can actually, do is very badly. <laughs> I'm not actually talking. No, no, because he drugged himself. Five. Well, that's unfortunate. No, <laughs> it no I don't have proficiency in that. So it's like seven. <laughs> Wham! That was it. That was the <laughs> one point too much. He just goes straight backwards off. Just, wait, you guys go back down? down yeah, we're downstairs. Yeah. He goes straight back off the couch, uh, off, off, off his bar uh, cot, and just plunk right. right down on the so ground. So we have a missing halfling, a passed out dwarf, and an obstreperous urchin. I don't know what that, I don't, I don't know what that means, but you're a jerk too. Um, shouldn't you be asleep by now? Um, Teenagers sleep oh, oh, yeah, yeah. in the morning. <laughs> no, he rolled a 19. No, he's like grumble tired. No. He's, like, <laughs> he's like that point when you're trying to fight off Ambien. Well, drink your juice, Shelby. Um, yes. And I think at this point, Zion, I don't know what you want to do, but I'm inclined to stay here and just hope that we haven't had a, at least a, in the morning. We haven't had even a good night's sleep since, I don't know when, being traveling on the, on the ocean liners. Torbic, as you're out, 
you have a dream that you are lying on the deck of the Montgomery. There's no one else aboard, just you. And you are sailing on a perfectly calm sea right past the large cliffs that surround the bluffs, just as you come around that northern coast. As you look out upon the massive tree line of the Ironwood Forest, a single bluff rises out, and upon that bluff is the wolf. Her coat is glowing in the moonlight, and she lets out a mighty howl that echoes across the bay. As she does so, a tree stands up behind her. It's the only explanation you have for it. Its arms open up, its eyes open up, and you are looking upon this massive trance you have ever heard of. It lets out a tremendous bellow as the wolf howls. It sounds like a hundred tubas echoing at once with a single note. It rolls across the bay and echoes for miles, shaking the entire ironwood forest down to its very roots. What's this tree in the wood? That was a giant tree, and I just, where we're headed, I guess. Rolling in our wood? Rolling in intelligence for bardic knowledge, please. 19. Mm -hmm. After magic was destroyed in the God's War and the weave was shredded, many creatures born of that magic began to die out. Smaller creatures such as fairies and sprites simply vanished in the blink of an eye, while larger ones like treants lost the ability to continue their line and slowly died out. The Ironwood treants were the last to survive, though their king Steelbeard knew their time was soon at an end. In an effort to ensure the forest thrived long after he was gone, Steelbeard cut off his legs and rooted himself into the ground. He then set about fashioning pairs of spears and shields from the wood of his left leg and powerful short bows with the wood of his right, imbuing these arms with the last of his life's essence. He gave the spears and shields to the Talindian Sisterhood, anointing them as the new wards of the Ironwood. The bows he gave to the Brotherhood of the Arrow in Celestia, anointing them as her eyes. Soon after that, Steelbeard simply fell asleep. It is rumored that he still lives. There are still a few leaves that bloom upon his mighty withered frame. There are wild elves who still pilgrimage to Steelbeard's Grove who swear they can hear his voice rattling in the trees as the wind whips through them. And we're gonna stop right there. All right, people, thank you for joining us for part A of Into the Ironwood, uh, the first part of my player's exploration of the inner continent of Brennus. From here on out, we'll be splitting our game days up into at least two different podcasts. They, it has taken me a long time to edit this, about 15 to 20 hours per podcast. I need to be able to split them up, you know, so I have time to edit them and get them out to you at a decent schedule. So this is part A. Part B will be up next week. And if you want any more information about the campaign or maps or even the characters and what they look like, please check out godsfall.com. We'll see you next week. This show was produced and edited by Dead Ghost Productions. Find out more about us and all the shows we make at deadghostpro.com. <laughs>